I expose an epidemiologist for an anti-Trump agenda. New York City mass burial exposed as fake news. And a guy with no face mask gets ripped from his bus in Philadelphia for breaking the law. This is entering tyranny. We're going to get into all this and more. Welcome to America the Podcast. I'm your host, Joey Saladino. We're going to get into everything going on in America today. Let's get into this. Army Field Hospital for COVID-19 surge leaves Seattle after nine days and it never saw a single patient. In Seattle, they put up a Army Hospital for COVID-19 to deal with the outbreaks. This way, when the hospitals see an influx and a surge, people have beds to go on. And I've been saying this from the start. I've been saying this from the beginning. The hospitals are not the end-all, be-all means of hospital beds. We can convert land into hospitals. We can convert buildings, uh, centers. We can convert uh, hotels and motels into hospitals easily. And guess what? There's a lot of beds. So I wasn't worried about a supply bed and space issue from the start. That was something I went out in the front saying, I'm not worried about any of these things because when there's a demand, we will meet the demand. And a lot of people said this won't age well. Huh? Well, guess what? The the peak count for for uh, usage of medical supplies, equipment, and staff did not even come close to the peak predicted in New York City. So yes, that was another thing of me that aged gracefully. So don't tell me my stuff doesn't age well because they age great. So here's a story, Governor Jay. Uh, Office on Wednesday announced that the state will be returning a field hospital deployed to CenturyLink Field Event Center in the U.S. Department of Defense. The 250-bed facility, which was set up that began on March 30, was intended to help Washington State health care system tend to non-COVID-19 patients in the event of a hospital surge. But just three days after announcing the facility was ready to receive patients, officials say they're returning the hospitals to to the federal government. The action is aimed at helping another state with a more significant need for hospital capacity at this time, according to the governor's office. The facility did not see any patients during the time, and it was slated to operate in Seattle. Now, this was because Washington State was the first place to really get hit with COVID-19 because it got into a hospice retirement home where a bunch of old people who were already dying got sick and died. So it panicked the entire state because they're like, oh, wow, we have 100 cases and 30 of them died. We're all going to die. And, you know, these people aren't putting all these factors and, and data and statistics into account when making their models. So they perceived it as something that was going to be more devastating than it actually was. So that's why they mobilized around Washington. State officials also said they, recent, they uh, recently procured 1,000 beds and over 900 ventilators to assist hospitals in the COVID-19 emergency. Additionally, the state is leasing the former medical center in Yakimi to serve as 250 beds. Okay, so they're just bringing it somewhere else. So, yeah, that's it. Turns out this whole thing was an overreaction. As the days go on, as the days goes on, everything I've been saying from day one gets proven more and more right. And you know what? If the day comes where something happens 
and oh wow look joey you're actually wrong i would admit it i will admit that i'm wrong but guess what everything that i've been saying from weeks ago from january from february is all coming true even the stuff that people i see i go to my replies um at twitter bot remind me about this tweet in seven days remind me about this tweet in 20 days it's like a bot that reminds you about a tweet in a certain time span i see those i see those and guess what I went back to those, and I said back to the people who said this won't age well, I said, guess what, your tweet didn't age well. If you want to go on my Twitter, you can go to my replies, and you'll, you'll scroll down, and you'll see them all. I just roasted people. I, I just, one night, I just said, screw it, I'm not playing Mr. Nice Guy anymore, and I just went down, and I started replying to everybody who said this wouldn't age well, and I replied back saying, you didn't age well. So, <laughs> this is fake news footage of a mass COVID-19 grave in New York, New York's Heart Island. So this is being promoted by the media. I think now this did a big piece on it where they had a three-minute video of this and they made people believe that this is a COVID-19 mass grave because there's so many people dying from COVID-19. But the facts are, this is Heart Island, and it's been used by the city for the last 150 years as a public cemetery for unclaimed bodies. So it's where they put all the unclaimed bodies, and they throw them in there. This is not a COVID-19 mass grave, as the doomsdayers and as the media wants you to believe. I'm going to read off the statements by the city. New York City has ruled out using Hart Island as a mass burial after drone footage circulated of a large trench at a public cemetery. Mayor Bill de Blasio re- released a statement on Twitter about Hart Island stayed in the public cemetery would not be used as a mass burial site despite reports. The pictures of our fellow New Yorkers being buried on Hart Island are devastating to us all. I want to make sure everyone knows what they're seeing and what is actually happening on Hart Island, he wrote. Remember, these are human beings. These are our neighbors we've lost. The mayor went on and stated that there are no plans for any mass burials on Hart Island to account for people who have died during the pandemic. Instead, anyone buried there would be treated with dignity. We do not anticipate any temporary burials at Hart Island except for the unclaimed. Hart Island has been used by the city for 150 years. Individuals buried on the island are because their identify, identity is unknown at the time of their death and the next kin could not be located to arrange the burial service because the individual's family could not afford burial costs or because the individual's family preferred that their loved ones be buried on Hart Island according to the government's website. The mayor said COVID-19 has not changed how Heart Island has been used by the government since New York City has experienced an increase in the death toll from the virus. That is also that is also meant to increase the number of individuals unclaimed by family members. So whoever promotes this to you is promoting fake news. I see a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people. <laughs> promoting this this is this is the, the media outlets running with it these are some of the headlines new york's heart island may be used to bury unclaimed coronavirus victims video shows giant trench being dug uh, as heart island to bury coronavirus victims could there be a coronavirus victim in there yeah of course if people die there could be flu victims in there there could be heart disease victims there could be cancer victims there could be mugging victims it can be anything in there 
and New York City burying coronavirus victims on Heart Island. That was 15 hours ago. That one should be updated pretty soon. Let's see if I click on it. Let's see if it's if it's been. Oh no, it's not. It's not updated yet. That was Fox 5 New York. Let's see what their broadcast is. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could manipulate the headline and mislead people by saying coronavirus victims are being buried there. I mean, you can say that about anything just just because it's a cause of death, but it's not a mass burial for COVID-19 victims because the 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 morgues are and the cemeteries are overflowing. That's what they want you to think. That's the narrative that they're promoting. It's all it's all BS. And you know what? There's, there's a lot of BS going around right now and don't fall for the BS. Whenever you see anybody say anything that is promoting the doomsday theory of mass graves overflowing hospitals uh, where shortages and et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff, uh, or infant dies from COVID, when something doesn't sound right, when something sounds like it's being used for a specific purpose of an agenda, break it down, do your own research, and nine times out of ten you'll find out that it's been it's BS. It's total BS. And this was one of those things. I saw somebody promoting it. Uh, unfortunately, it was somebody in the right-wing community promoting it, somebody that I have been skeptical of what they've been saying since this COVID break because they've been promoting a lot of fake news. And I saw it. I'm like, oh, it's probably some more fake news. This sounds uh, too... This sounds too brutal to be true, considering hospitalizations are going down in the city. So I did my own research. I looked into it, and it turns out it's a bunch of BS. So listen to this woke reporter accuse our black surgeon general of racism. Listen to this. Avoid alcohol. And for you, you, you said that African-Americans and Latinos should avoid alcohol, drugs, and tobacco. You also said do it for your umbrella, do it for Big Mama and Pop Pop. There are some people already on, there are some people online that are already offended by that language and the idea that you're saying behaviors might um, be leading to these high death rates. Could you talk about whether or not people, could you, I guess, have a response for people who might be offended by the language that you used? Well, I, I use that language because that's the language. I've been meeting with the NW so wait hold on real quickly she's offended that a black attorney uh, a black surgeon general used phrases like big mama and and pop pop like that that's what that's like me calling my grandpa pa apparently italians call their grandparents nanny and pa that's just the phrases different uh, cultures use, and for her to assume it's racist for a black person to use what they what they use in their family to call their their family relatives, I think that's racist in its own. Uh, with the National Medical Association, with others, uh, I actually talked with uh, with Derek Johnson multiple times this week, the head of the NAACP, and we need targeted outreach to the African American community. And I use the language that is used in my family. I have a Puerto Rican brother-in-law. I call my granddaddy, granddaddy. I have relatives who call their, their, uh, their grandparents, big mama. So that was not meant to be offensive. That's the language that we use and that I use, and we need to continue. To For her to assume that's racist language as if saying that is lesser because you don't have the vocabulary, vocabulary or the intelligence to call your family members by proper terms, I think that's what she is assuming on what ma that's what makes it racist. And he's saying, well, that's what I call my family. What's wrong with that at the end of the day? So I think the true racist is this PBS reporter.
to target our outreach to those communities, it is critically important that they understand it's not just about them. And I was very clear about that. It's not just about what you do, but you also are not helpless. We need to do our part at the federal level. We need people to do their parts at the state level, and we need everyone black, brown, white, whatever color you are, to follow the president's guidelines, the coronavirus guidelines, and do their part. Because when I talked to the NAACP three weeks ago, it's important to note that one of the things they asked me was, can you help dispel the myths in this community that, uh, that people actually can't get coronavirus if they're black? That was a myth that was out there that's actually very important for us to squash here. And that all Americans avoid tobacco, alcohol, and, and drug use at this Absolutely. time? Absolutely. I, it's especially important for people who are at risk and with comorbidities, but yes, all Americans. So thank you, and I will clarify that. All Americans need to avoid these substances at all times. I put out a- The reason why he was specifically targeting the black community is because there's been a lot of reports of these minority communities because of their different habits being uh, more affected by COVID-19 just because of their own personal habits, you know, drinking and smoking can, can affect. So he was directly addressing and working with community leaders in the minority communities to make sure they do the proper actions of them on themselves to avoid the catastrophe. Smoking cessation report in January, I put out a advisory against youth and pregnant women using marijuana last year, and that was not directed towards any one race. That's everybody needs to do everything they can to be as healthy as possible at this critical time. Dr. Fauci, you- so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 crazy how they're trying to spin a narrative out of actually nothing out of somebody literally helping. And it's it shows you what their real agenda is. They're, they're complaining about the virus in disproportionately affecting minority communities. And then when it's addressed they have a big problem with it. So I think, the obviously, the true racists are these Democrat reporters because they're attributing racism where there is no racism. The whole thing's ridiculous. You, you, in times of crisis, you really see where the Democrats' agenda and priorities really lie, and that's where they lie. Where the Republicans' priorities are get the economy booming, keep people safe, while the Democrats are still worried about racism. So up on screen, I have a very misleading graph that is being spread around by a lot of doomsdayers and by a lot of leftists. And apparently this one was spread by an actual doctor. And what this graph does is it it compares the confirmed cases in the United States to the confirmed cases of all these other countries around the world. Now, the reason why this this graph is very misleading is because it only takes one data point, the data point of confirmed cases, and they're using this to attack Trump on how he didn't act fast enough. That's why this is growing all out of proportion. What this graph does not take into account is the fact that that we have a larger population side than most of these other countries, and we are doing more testing than most of these other countries. If you want to play that whole America's doing worse than all these other country game, we could all we can do we can play that game. We can play that game with with the death rate if you want. I mean that that seems like it would be a more solid uh, answer. But this is this is very misleading in order to frame Trump. And the worrying thing that this happened, and this this is from, this guy was on the H3 podcast, that's how I, I found him, I didn't listen to the podcast, but apparently he, he went to Harvard, he's a scientist, an epidemiologist, and he's the one that 
promoted this. And it's very, it's very scary to see this coming from a scientist epidemiologist because this is supposed to be a scientist. This is supposed to be the person giving us the data and the information we need without any sort of bias. But the problem is it seems like he has his own bias in attacking Trump with this very misleading graph. Now, he said this was so preventable with dots in between each word, very, very stupid. And I replied, you do realize how misleading this graph is. Testing is different versus other country, and the population is different versus other countries. You can't cherry-pick certain data points for your narrative. Well, obviously you can because he did, but that doesn't mean that what he's saying is right. So somebody put this graph up. I'm not going to go through the whole thing right now. But th this is very concerning that this is coming from the people who are supposed to be giving us the proper information in relation to these viruses. And that this is how, see, we, we don't, I'm sure he's a smart guy. I'm sure he knows more about viruses than I do. But this, you got to ask yourself, is this guy purposely misleading or does he actually believe these graphs and these charts? Because we may not have a knowledge problem. We might have a graph reading issue in this country because it's it's very simple-minded for for a scientist to put out a graph like this saying the u.s now leads the world in confirmed cases uh the u.s is doing the worst and ever that's like saying that china has has uh more overall deaths in their country from everything that means china has a bad death problem because they have 10 times more deaths than the United States. Well, that doesn't mean that they have a more death problem. That just means they have a larger population. So more people are going to die. More people are going to get sick just because they have a larger population. But if you want to do that scale based on percentages, based on the percent of the population size, based on the percent of the people who are being tested, that's when you actually see the whole picture. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe his, maybe his analysis is right. Maybe U.S. is doing the worst out of all the countries, which they're not. But if, hypothetically speaking, maybe he is right. But that graph does not properly represent the situation at hand. And the only reason why I'm talking about this, obviously, you get Hillary Clinton posting about it. And, I mean, that's that's expected from, from Democrat politicians. You expect that stuff. But the thing is that really disturbs me is that this is coming from a doctor and a scientist. Let me go back to his name so this way I can, I can put him on blast a little bit. Oh, uh, what was his name? Jeez, I already lost it. Um, he was on the H3 podcast. I'm sure he probably went on. I'm, I'm yeah, Dr. Eric Fingding. He looks uh, to be of Asian descent. I don't know if he's Chinese. I'm not going to assume he's Chinese. Could be Japanese or Korean in my opinion. He went to Harvard. I don't think he's a China shill, at least based on what I see. I, I mean, it's hard to tell. I would have to go through his tweets more and do an analysis, see if he's shilling out for China or not. I don't I don't like to uh yeah. Oh, this this is another one. He tweeted this out in relation to the Hearts Island Porterfield um mass death, uh, mass burial in New York. He goes, Mass burial in China? Mass burial in Iran? Question mark? No, this is New York City. 
And turns out that was all fake news. So <laughs> promoting more fake news. Let's see this one. In a perfect world, countries will would all strive to be like Singapore testing and aggressive contact. Uh, okay. Um, updates from COVID. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to go into that whole analysis right now. But that's the thing is. This guy could know more about epidemiology than me, which he does, but he doesn't know how to read a graph. And what good is having all that knowledge if you can't read or write a graph and a chart and projections and properly represent your analysis in these charts? If you can't do that, then your, your education is useless. So this is a viral video of a man being arrested in Philadelphia for violating the mask policy. So this is a report. Philadelphia police responded to calls of disturbance near 11th and Market Street around 8.25 a.m. Friday after a passenger was repeatedly asked to leave the bus and refused. The passenger was not arrested or cited according to the police. The incident is under investigation. The police were responding to the fact that the person was asked to leave the bus and refused, managing director said during uh, City's news conference on Friday. I would expect my officers to continue to do that and support our SEPTA workers. So the man was asked to leave because of his mask. And then they came and then they were enforcing such policy. And now the SEPTA says it would no longer enforce a short-lived policy requiring writers to wear facial covering after this widely shared video showed a man being dragged off the bus. And it doesn't help that it's white cops doing it to a black guy. Let's just be real. This is the point in our society where we're entering our tyrannical government, where if you don't follow the policies of wearing a mask a gang of cops, and I support the cops, I think they're just doing their job, will come and arrest you, detain you, fine you, whatever. Luckily, they let this guy just go because they probably realized how bad this looks for their optics. This, this is, we're hitting the point where our government is becoming tyrannical. Do you, I want to know what you think, if you think we're entering that point. I think we are, because right now, we're currently... Entering a time where the peak of this crisis is nearing an end, where many places are not experiencing much of an outbreak at all. So the fact that we would continue doing this or beef up these policies now as things are ramping down seems a little counterintuitive to what the perceived or expected outcome was since we're already passing such peak and such points and as more data becomes available we're learning more and more that this has been an overreaction so it makes no sense for us to overreact even more as time goes on if anything the reaction should be going down so that is the clip in los angeles today as of friday i'm recording this I actually got kicked out of CVS for not wearing a face mask, and I was said I can be fined up to $1,000. I mean, me and my girlfriend looked at each other and were like, I mean, this whole thing seems like it's on its way out already. Why are they just now making these mask enforcement policies mandated by government force? It just seems ridiculous, uh, considering that Los Angeles only has about 200 COVID-19 uh, deaths that doesn't seem like that much of an issue out here. So 
over two weeks ago, in Los Angeles, the farmer's markets were still open and booming and packed with people. I'm going to show you this photo. This is a photo from the Brentwood Farmer's Market on the 29th of March. Booming with people. And at the time, people were saying that this was going to cause massive spread of the disease and death and destruction because people are socializing and going about their business and their day and these pri privileged white people, how dare they? This is one thing from, from Ethan Klein, Brentwood's Farmer's Market today, privilege and wealth will not protect you in this time, cunts called them cunts. Uh, Brett Wood, for the record, has the highest number of infections in any L.A. neighborhood. At the time, those infections were literally 30. It was, there was 30 confirmed infections at the time. And then number two, I think, was like 10 or 20. I mean, when you're dealing with sample sizes that small based on the population, that, that is not something that you could... Uh, it's not statistically significant since we're dealing with... with with numbers that low. It's not a sample size enough to even verify that, but that's what it was. But this was scaring people to the point where they they were predicting, oh, this won't, in two weeks, this is going to come back to bite everybody in the butt in two weeks. Is, well, it's been two weeks, and there has not been any outbreak in Los Angeles. I tweeted, many thought these gatherings would have led to a massive COVID-19 outbreak. It's been weeks, and there is no sign of such. So we're going to go to COVID-19 Los Angeles, and let's get a look at the updated numbers. Uh, for, for California as a whole, is only experiencing under 500 deaths total, and I think about 60 a day. So when it comes to COVID-19 in California, it doesn't really seem like much of an issue. And they're, out of the whole state, there is a suspected under 3,000 in the hospital out of this entire state. <coughs> and for the record, Calif let's see, California population is about 40 million. So... <laughs> So a population of 40 million, only 3,000 are in the hospital. That is uh, that is actually more pathetic than the flu numbers. I know we can't make those comparisons. Let's see how many, many people have COVID-19 in Los Angeles. Sorry, I didn't do my research ahead of time. So these are the charts. Los Angeles County, 223 deaths. Out of 8,000 confirmed cases, and then San Diego uh, has 40 deaths, 1,600. Uh, so I mean, we can't really, it doesn't seem like we can go too detailed into these, into the data dealing with California. It doesn't show us a statistic, statistics of Los Angeles County. But if we want to go based on scaling-wise, I guess on that date, I'm trying to bring it back. It's not... This stupid thing's not letting me go back on the dates, but that's the that's the the twenty fifth, twenty sixth, twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth. So on the twenty ninth, when it comes to new cases, there was about over about twelve hundred new cases on the twenty ninth, the day of this Brentwood shopping thing, and ever since then there really hasn't been any significant massive spike in the new cases.
because the next day the case, the, the new case number went down, then it went up, then it went down a little bit, up a little bit, down a little bit, up a big jump because it went down a big jump, down a big jump, up a little bit. So the average is about the same as it was on that day when it comes to the confirmed new cases. So the conclusion is with that, this this Brentwood event did not cause any massive infections in Los Angeles County or anybody that attended it. So the doomsdayers were wrong again. I was right again. And let's see. Let's see how many more times I can be right. You know, I start winning so much. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm glad I'm right because that means the safety and the protection of, of the people and less people dying. So I like to be right. Thank you guys so much for listening to America the Podcast. Please rate five stars if you can. Please subscribe if you're not. Send this to a friend. And you can also text me, 917-540-8768. Ask me some questions and I might put you in the mailbag. Thank you for listening and have a nice day. You could you can stop listening now. The show's over. Go away.